So earlier I was going through the archives of all of my podcast episodes, not from this podcast alone because obviously it's still brand new, but from my old podcast, one called The Ultimate Man, which had over a hundred episodes, I believe. And this episode is with a guy called Dr. Phil Carson. And the reason why I wanted to show you this episode is because I still believe there's a lot of value in it for you right now. And of course, Dr. Phil Carson is a doctor the name gives it away but obviously sometimes I feel that me just sharing my personal experience isn't enough and sometimes I need to get a doctor in on this podcast or into my videos or into my content to maybe give you another outlook on it but what I really like about Dr. Phil Carson and I was having this conversation with someone the other day is that he came from a pharmaceutical background he was trained as a doctor but then he transitioned into a more natural remedy approach a more natural approach which I for one I'm truly fond of and there's a lot here for you to take away come at this episode with an open mind listen to what Dr. Phil Carson has to say and again if you enjoy it let me know with a rating and a review. So Phil, welcome to the Ultimate Man podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you, Paul. I really appreciate you having me on your show today. No worries at all. Whereabouts are you from again, Phil? Uh, well, I am from North Mississippi in the United States of America uh, in a little town called Tupelo. Oh, nice. Tupelo is the, my birthplace, also the birthplace of the most famous individual who's uh, who's lived during our lifetime, uh, known all around the world, uh, revered all around the world, and uh, his birthplace is visited by people from all over the world every day. Who, who is that? Can you can you tell me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you probably, maybe you've heard of him. I, I don't know. Uh, you ever heard of a guy named Elvis? Presley? That's him. <laughs> Amazing. So can you do an impression at all? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I can in the shower, but not uh, outside the not on, a, not on an interview. <laughs> Good stuff. So, you know, before we dive deeper in, into this episode, um, you know, let's start with right now. So how would you define what you do um, right now? Uh, I am what I call a holistic health architect. Um, I help people uh, design plans for healthier living, uh, and I do it based upon uh, natural uh, processes and natural therapies. Uh, I'm traditionally trained as a, a pharmacist, and for years I worked behind the counter dispensing medications, but uh, with my own health challenges, uh, I started searching for something uh, to help, and I found it in natural products, uh, whereas I didn't in the drugs I was dispensing. Okay, the so drugs gave me some temporary relief, but they didn't correct my underlying problem. That's very interesting. So you was you was trained, obviously, as a, as a doctor, as a, a pharmacist, but then you moved more into the natural remedies. That's exactly right. And so now I coach people, you know, back to health. I coach people, you know, as far as preventive, uh, if they're looking for prevention or if they are dealing with specific health issues and they want to go the natural route, uh, then I help design plans and protocols uh, to help them do that. So that's very interesting. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely one that will try a natural remedy over something that you'd buy or be prescribed by by a doctor. So what right. kind of, you know, talking about your journey, what made you transition into natural remedies? Well, um, I was um, dying basically from stress. Uh, I was uh, in a very, very stressful situation, stressful job, uh, managing a big pharmacy chain store. And uh, the stress was literally killing me. I was uh, suffering from severe gastritis uh, issues, sleeping in a recliner most nights. 
Um, some some days I would they'd be in such severe pain I couldn't stand up, uh, curl up on the floor, just in uh, in major pain from uh, the stomach distress and gastritis. And you know the drugs I was taking, uh, uh, drinking two bottles of antacid, a uh, uh, liquid antacid a day, uh, you know would give me some temporary relief, but that was it. So I said I can't keep living like this. I've got to have some help. And I picked up a book on natural medicine one day and found my answer in that book. And I started applying the things this doctor uh, wrote this book uh, suggested, and um, it was amazing. Um, uh, it, uh, it cured my problem. And uh, of course, helping uh, by, it helped me also by getting out of the stressful situation I was in, reducing the amount of stress in my life. And the combination of all of it changed my life and put me on a a whole nother path as far as natural medicine and wanting to learn more about natural products and the natural therapies that were out there. Because I tell people all the time, Paul, when I went through pharmacy school, I was taught the history of natural medicine, not the application of it. Yeah, this this is very true. And also, um, you know, if we can go back to that point again, was it one thing that changed, you know, how you felt or was it a combination of different things that you tried? Yeah, it was, uh, it was actually a combination. But if I could say that there was one, uh, one thing, uh, it was learning that I had a condition called hypochlorhydria, which is a medical term for low stomach acid. Um, I didn't, you know, uh, my particular genetic makeup, uh, uh, then people with the same blood type that I have, uh, according to uh, the research and all that I've done, tend to have problems with low stomach acid. So um, uh, I started supplementing with a uh, acid product that adds acid to my stomach to help digest my foods better. I was actually doing the opposite of what I should have been doing. I was taking all these uh, medications to reduce the acid in my stomach, and that's why i I was not getting any better. Uh, I was doing the opposite of what I should have been doing. And you know, there's so many people out there today that are doing that exactly same thing. They're having acid reflux and they're uh, having all these gastritis issues, stomach issues, and uh, uh, they're taking an antacid, getting some temporary relief, but not correcting the underlying problem. And so that did it for me. It's great to hear. And thank you, you know, for, for sharing that story and especially that low point as well. But do you think that everything can be replaced by natural remedies or do you feel like there's still something that should be treated, you know, with, with medicine? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not anti-drug. I, I believe the medications have their place and there are certain medications that people need uh, that have certain health problems that they are not going to be able to continue to survive without. Uh, but, um, you know, medications, uh, have, have become a big, big business and, you know, everybody talks about big pharma. Well, it is big pharma. You know, the, as far as healthcare in the United States, uh, it's really not healthcare anymore. It's sick care. And, uh, you know, big pharma, uh, the big pharmaceutical companies are producing drugs, turning them out on, I don't know, maybe on a weekly, monthly basis. There's something new coming out on the market almost, it seems like almost every week. Um, and uh, we're being bombarded with all these drugs, but they give temporary relief. They don't normally correct the underlying problem. So uh, it, it, is, uh, it is a problem, uh, but there are natural products available for most every health problem out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
most everyone that uh, that are at least going to give some provide some help in uh, with that particular health issue that a person is uh, dealing with. You know, there, there's certain things like heart failure that a person is going to need medication to help keep their heart working. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, in my opinion, based upon what I've seen, what I've experienced, what I've learned uh, over the past uh, several years, you know, medications are way over prescribed. Uh, and there are uh, natural remedies that people just knew they existed and knew what they, uh, you know, what they could take. They wouldn't have to turn to a drug. Mm-hmm. But one of the problems, Paul, is that people are looking for a quick fix. Everybody wants their problem fixed now. They don't want to take the time to make the lifestyle changes sometimes that are necessary to correct an underlying problem. And and uh, and that's what I see a lot is, you know, people's lifestyle is just way out of balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that balance, that imbalance is what's destroying their health. Everything has to stay in its proper balance in this universe uh, to keep working and uh, our bodies included. And so we uh, we make these lifestyle choices uh, that throw things out of balance uh, and uh, it affects our health. And so that's what I teach people a lot is, hey, you've got to make these changes in your lifestyle. you got to quit doing this. you got to quit doing that. You need to start doing this, start doing that. Uh, and making those uh, lifestyle changes can radically change a person's health. And uh, it, it, it did for me as well. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And, and when you made that transition, did a lot of people judge you around around in your circle, like your family, friends? You know, you went from this pharma, pharmacy to then saying that you're going to help people, you know, get better through natural remedies what was the kind of opinions of people because i feel like a lot of people shine a a different light on you know natural remedies as opposed to you know going to the doctor and being prescribed something oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's 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 the mindset of people and what's been drilled into people's minds over the uh, over the years about uh, uh, natural medicine and it being uh, what some people call uh, quackery. Some people say oh, that's that's things of the past. They don't work anymore. Never, yeah. never did work. You know that that kind of stuff. Uh, but there's a revival taking place, so to speak, of uh, natural medicine, natural products uh, in our country, and I'm I'm glad to see that. But yeah, 20 years ago when I started taking this path, oh yeah, I got ridiculed a lot. Uh, and I, you know, people call me a health nut. They call me a, mm. a natural guru, and and <laughs> uh, and call me all all kind of things. I had doctors call me up and cuss me out for telling uh, telling their patients about something natural. Wow. Um, and um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it was a, a lot of that kind of stuff uh, in the beginning, uh, but not so much now. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, I proved myself over the years. And, uh, you know, the, the results begin to speak for themselves. Uh, and I would have patients that would, you know, they come to me for help uh, and they would go back to their doctor and they would get their checkups. And the doctor would say, what are you ever you've been doing? Keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've heard that over and over and over over the past years. A patient come see me and I'll make some natural recommendations for them, put them on some supplements those kind of things. And they'll come back a few months later. I just want to see my doctor. And he said, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. You're doing wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes they'll tell the doctor what they've been doing. But sometimes they're scared too. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. I totally, you know, believe in everything that you're doing. And I've, I've had similar experiences before, you know, where, especially with depression, you know, I do a lot with depression and um, mm-hmm. that's something that I believe 
you go to the doctors for it and they'll try and prescribe you antidepressants straight, you know, straight away where they don't look at your lifestyle, yeah. they don't look at your nutrition, they don't look at your, you know, the people you surround yourself with, your happiness and all of that. You know, it's very much take this pill and you'll get better. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I completely agree and believe in everything that you're doing. And it's funny as well, going back to that story, that um, one a lady that helped my journey and helped me massively was a holistic therapist. And yeah. she hasn't got any real, you know, qualification. She didn't really do hardly anything at all, but she has helped me massively. She also helped my mum massively. And yeah. um, my mum had um, a huge issue with alcohol and... Um, we ended up being hospitalized and her, her liver was, you know, extremely bad. And when I got her to go and see this holistic therapist, she worked on her spiritually, she worked on her emotionally mm-hmm. and got to the root cause of the alcoholism. So then my mum stopped and my mum tried everything, hypnotherapy, counseling, AA meetings, everything you can imagine. And this holistic therapist got my mum to stop. And when she went to the doctors like three months later, they couldn't believe her results. They were like, we've, we've yeah. never seen an improvement like this in such a quick yeah. space of time. Um, yeah. So it's, it's funny yeah. that, that you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said a key word there, uh, Paul, uh, or keywords, uh, root cause. And, and that's, that's uh, you know, the type of uh, medicine uh, that I practice here now. And I work with a uh, an MD. We have a clinic that we started together uh, a year and a half ago called the Life Transformation Medical Center. And, uh, you know, that's what we do. We try to help people get to the root cause. Uh, and when you do that, you can correct under, uh, health problems a lot of times and turn things around for a person, uh, you know, like uh, like your mom. And it's not just looking at the physical uh, you've got to look at everything, emotional, spiritual, uh, the whole thing, because sometimes those uh, emotional things or those spiritual things are the root cause. It's not always physical. Mm. And I see people all the time that uh, what I uh, describe as being soul sick. There's some type of uh, issue in their life that's affecting their soul, their emotional, their mental well-being. Uh, and uh, that needs to be addressed. Mm. Uh, and when it uh, when you address that, uh, a lot of times you correct the, uh, the problem altogether. Mm-hmm. I agree. And going to your book, so your book, How to Live Until You mm-hmm. Die, I love, I love that title. Um, yeah. Seven Keys to Living Happy, Healthy and Whole. You don't have to dive into all seven areas of that book, but can you give the listeners a kind of insight into those seven key areas? Yeah, yeah. Well, those, those seven key areas cover exactly what I was just talking about. They cover every aspect of our being body, soul, and spirit. And um, the main uh, focus is on uh, the body. And uh, several of the, of the keys address specifically the body. Um, then I've got you know a couple of keys addressing the, the soul and then the spirit. Uh, but they all work together uh, to keep everything uh, in, in, the, uh, in the proper uh, balance. But um, we start with nutrition. You know, uh, when a person has physical ailments, uh, that's one of the, the, the places where, where we start uh, is with the nutrition, because so many people are, are have it totally wrong when it comes to nutrition and what they're eating, what they're putting in their bodies. Um, and, um, you know, I just um, uh, I just came back from speaking at a conference in San Francisco uh, about that very thing. It was a conference called Live Aware. Um, you know, and, and uh, about uh, 
you know, us being aware of what we're putting in our bodies and, and what it's doing to our bodies. Uh, we're overloading our bodies with toxins uh, on, a, on a daily basis. But uh, starting with nutrition, uh, exercise, water. We don't drink enough water. Uh, people are, are not staying properly hydrated. They're not exercising uh, uh, enough. Uh, and sleep is another big thing. Um, all of those things specifically uh, address the body. Uh, and, you know, sleep is something that as an entrepreneur, as uh, you know, uh, that uh, I've had a lot of problems with over the years uh, for various reasons. Uh, one is you know, stress, pressure. The other is just not wanting to sleep. I'm so driven. I, I, I wish I didn't have to sleep, but our bodies require it. So uh, we have to rest, we have to restore, we have to recharge and regenerate. So many people don't address that and don't pay attention to that or give enough attention uh, to that and the importance of it. Uh, that's something I've learned over the years that I've got to give more attention to getting proper sleep. But um, uh, And then I talk about supplements in the book. I talk about the, the soul issues and I talk about the spirit issues. And that, that covers those, uh, those seven keys that uh, all working together uh, can uh, give us that, uh, that type of life uh, that I uh, talk about and teach people about where uh, we can be uh, happy, healthy, and whole. Amazing. And I want, to, I want to talk about sleep in just a moment, but the first thing as well is all of that is, is you know, something that I can completely relate with as well. And you've got a really good post on this as well um, on your on your blog, which I'll link up into the show mm-hmm. notes because there's a lot of great content on, on, on your website. Um, yeah. How to get started when you feel like you can't. I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with. You know, they know they know nutrition is important and, and all of this. What advice could you give to someone to, to actually yeah. start, you know, to, to start eating better, to start focusing on their sleep, focusing on how they feel? What, what advice can you give? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, a, a lot of people just get overwhelmed and uh, they start, uh, they have the, the thoughts or the mindset that, hey, I've, I've got to do this. I got to do it now. I got to do all these different things <clears throat> uh, for this to work. And uh, uh, they just overwhelm themselves with their thoughts. And so what I tell people is start simple. You don't have to jump in there and, and, and you know, uh, try to go gangbusters all in the beginning. Uh, start slow, start simple, and work your way back to health. Uh, you're not going to uh, change it, change things overnight. Uh, you know, you, you've been living a lifestyle for years that's uh, put you on the path you're on. You've got to slowly work your way back uh, and, and uh, restore your health. And uh, that's what I want people to know and understand, that it's, it's not as hard as they think it is, or that maybe they perceive that it is. Uh, and if you start simple, you start slow, work your way progressively uh, toward uh, the, the kind of health and kind of life that uh, that you need. And that's, uh, that's what I teach. And that's what I want them to do. Yeah. Is to understand that, that, that they can do that, you know, by doing it progressively, doing it slowly and not get all out of kilter saying, thinking that they've got to jump in there and change everything in one day or one week or even one month. Yeah. Do you, do you think that's like an expectations thing? Do you think, especially as men, we sometimes set too much expectation on, on what we want? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, sometimes we have unrealistic expectations. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, a, a lot of the things that are, uh, you know, 
being uh, advertised out there, uh, I think sometimes uh, create those, uh, un, uh, you know, those expectations that we have. Uh, we're thinking, well, I, you know, I want to, you know, if I do this, I'm going to look like that guy on TV in a month. Mm. Well, it takes a lot longer than a month for you to get a six pack and to get and to get ripped. Uh, it's not <laughs> not going to happen that yeah. that fast. And we have we have those unrealistic ex- expectations. And then when people don't get what they perceive they should within a, a short period of time, they get discouraged and they quit. Mm. And and I you know I see that uh, a lot of times. Yeah. So you got to stick with it. You got to be consistent. And that's one of the things that I, I tell people with exercise: get going and just be consistent. Mm. You may have some bad days. You may fail. Uh, but uh, get back up and continue to be consistent. And same thing with the nutrition. You know, I tell people, don't worry about it if you fail, if you mess up and you get off course. Get back on the next day uh, or the next day. Don't quit. So the people want to quit too easy. And, uh, so I, I, I encourage them to stay with it. Keep going. Uh, even if you fail, you can get back up and keep going again. Yeah, totally agree. Now, going back to sleep as well, we're talking about sleep, we're talking about low energy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know for one, like you say, as an entrepreneur, it's like, I want to work more, I want to do more, I need less sleep. But I find that lack of sleep really does affect me. And it's, I read a really good book the other week about sleep deprivation, and it, it really is damaging. So in terms mm-hmm. of getting better sleep, and also increasing our energy, what have you found um, works? Yeah, well, I deal with people all the time that have sleep issues. They're either having trouble getting to sleep or uh, they're having trouble staying asleep. And sometimes it's both. But when it comes to uh, getting to sleep, uh, the, the major problem that I hear and the major problem I've had personally uh, in, in the past is shutting my mind off, uh, is, is quieting my mind where... I'm not laying there just thinking about all these things that I did or things that I need to do or, or what's going to happen if. Uh, and that's what happens to a lot of people. They're laying there with all these thoughts and they can't seem to shut their mind off. <clears throat> well, I have found, you know, quite a few natural products, natural supplements that can help with that. I've also uh, teach, you know, physical things, techniques that we can do, like deep breathing exercises uh, doing some yoga stretches before bed, uh, those kind of things uh, can be helpful. Praying, meditating, things that will just kind of calm your mind and calm you down uh, can make a big a big difference and help us get that rest uh, that we need. Uh, another issue with uh, staying asleep, often what I find there is the major, un- major underlying cause there, Paul, is stress mm. and uh, of a person not being able to stay asleep. And when we're under uh, constant stress all the time, or say we have some kind of major traumatic event in our lives that uh, disrupts what's called the circadian rhythm. <clears throat> uh, and that's that rhythm uh, that our bodies are supposed to be in uh, and our adrenal glands are supposed to stay in. Their adrenals produce uh, a lot of different hormones, one of them being cortisol that basically helps uh, control that circadian rhythm. And I see people with that rhythm all out of balance because of stress and uh, their cortisol levels are supposed to be at its lowest point or everybody's there should be at its lowest point at night. But because of stress, sometimes that gets reversed and the cortisol comes up at night when it shouldn't. And in the daytime, it's bottomed out uh, when it should be at its highest point. That uh, rhythm kind of gets reversed. 
And that's why you have people that can't sleep at night, have no energy during the day. Uh, it's stress a lot of times. So we do testing with that. We do what we call adrenal testing um, and check those cortisol levels, uh, check the other hormone levels, uh, some of the other ones produced by the adrenals as well, that control sleep, that uh, control our energy. Um, and uh, that's uh, personally for myself and for numerous patients of mine has made a tremendous difference and uh, changed their life and uh, getting all that back in balance has got them back on a path to health and got them sleeping again. Uh, it, it's uh, it's amazing. I love it when uh, I get a call back from a patient after a few weeks and they say, I am sleeping better than I've ever slept in my life. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah. And I think that's that's definitely a huge underlying fact to a lot of health issues sleep. So it's great that yeah. you know, you're know you doing that work. I found as well, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, apple cider vinegar and honey before bed. Is, yeah. is something that yeah. I've used before to help me fall asleep, and um, that's worked very well. Yeah, the yeah, apple cider vinegar and, and honey, a lot of people use that. Uh, and it's um, uh, apple cider vinegar is great digestive aid. Uh, and, you know, if you take apple cider vinegar and it helps you digest your food better, uh, or maybe it improves symptoms like gastric reflux or uh, indigestion, heartburn, uh, those kind of things, uh, that's an indication that you're that you do have low stomach acid. That's one of the ways that I found out uh, was uh, using apple cider vinegar and, and uh, fresh squeezed lemon juice uh, to improve my symptoms. Mm. And that's one of the ways I found out I had low stomach acid. But yeah, taking that at night uh, can uh, help improve the digestion as you sleep. So yeah, it can make a difference. Awesome. So I want to end this interview with um, three questions. Okay. The first question is, I want you to think back to one of your darkest times in life, um, a time where you felt like given up or maybe the time that you've mentioned, you know, where you were extremely, uh, you know, unwell. Um, looking back, what was the biggest lesson you learned from that dark period? And, you know, how, how did you overcome it? Yeah, well, um, back in 2009, um, I had, um, well, prior to 2009, I had two successful pharmacy operations. Um, uh, one of them was a natural, totally natural uh, pharmacy. The other one was an integrative operation. Uh, downturn in the economy uh, back in 2008, 2009, I became a casualty of that. And I ended up losing everything. Uh, and uh, 2009, December 31st, 2009, I tell people I locked the door of my dream. I walked out of that second pharmacy that I uh, had opened up, uh, locked the door and handed the keys back over to the, the landlord and lost it all. Um, I had to walk away from my dream. Um, and, uh, that was one of the darkest times of my life. Uh, I write a little bit about that in my book. And that's one of the, the things, uh, that, um, happy, healthy, and whole, uh, this part of the title, the subtitle of my book, uh, uh, came from those dark days. Um, and, you know, one of the ways that I overcame those, uh, that tough time in my life, because uh, I, you know, I've seen that happen to the people where they lost everything and business failed or whatever, and they lose it all. But I never believed it would happen to me. And it was tough. It was extremely, extremely tough. Um, and, uh, uh, that was, those were some very, very dark days. And, uh, uh, on some of the dark nights when I would get home from uh, from work, fortunately I was able to get a job after losing my businesses. But 
uh, I would get home late at night a lot of times uh, and get out and walk. Uh, I live out in the country and I have a country road that I can walk on. And that's where that happy, healthy and whole came from. One night as I was walking, I began to uh, repeat that affirmation over and over and over. Those words just came into my into my mind, into my spirit. And I began to say, I am happy. I am healthy. I am whole." even though I wasn't any of the three at the time. Mm. And uh, uh, because, you know, I, I was uh, experiencing some tough things at that time all the way around physically, emotionally, spiritually. I was battling. Um, <clears throat> but that affirmation kept coming out of my mouth every night as I would walk. I would just keep repeating that over and over and over. Mm. And uh, and I know without a doubt uh, that, uh, that that helped me in uh, uh, and gave me faith. Uh, and <laughs> help uh, me to uh, restore uh, my faith that I would be okay, that everything would be all right, uh, even though I was in the darkest time of my life. Uh, at some point, I could live that again, that I would be uh, living happy, healthy, and whole. And I can tell you right now, to this day, Paul, uh, seven years, uh, eight years later, I am uh, living happy, healthy, and whole. Uh, I'm in a, the best place uh, am, uh, that I've ever been in my life, uh, financially, physically, spiritually, uh, emotionally, the whole way. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I have no doubt it was, uh, uh, you know, that affirmation in my faith uh, and, and uh, the strengthening of my faith during all that and, uh, uh, and support and encouragement from my wife as well uh, that uh, helped me get through that dark time. You know, firstly, thanks for sharing that story. And it doesn't, you know, it's 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 a, it's a question that I want to start asking every guest. I haven't asked anyone before, so you are the first one to have that question asked and asked to you. <laughs> but it's, I think it's, you know, everyone who's done something, you know, positive with their life has had a dark time. So yeah. understanding and like you say, you know, using an affirmation and and keeping that faith has helped you overcome it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, and that's right. Thank, thank you for sharing that. The, yeah. In terms of habits, um, the second question that, that I ask is: of all of the daily habits that you have every single day, what's the one that benefits you know your growth the most? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would say uh, I, I've developed a routine over the past uh, uh, several years since uh, since that time of loss, and you know. Um, what I, uh, what I do is, uh, my routine is, is I get up early in the morning, uh, and I, I work out, uh, I've got a personal trainer uh, that I work out with. Uh, we, uh, he's a virtual trainer. Uh, he lives, uh, halfway across the country, but we connect by Skype and, uh, uh, three days a week, he's working me out the other, uh, couple of the days I do it on my own. Um, but. Uh, getting up and getting that physical exercise and then having a time where I sit down, time of uh, quiet uh, meditation, prayer, reading, uh, those kind of things uh, uh, that uh, I do that prepares me for the day. Uh, so used to I would uh, get to bed late, get up early, just in time to, uh, to get ready as fast as I could, uh, grab the a protein bar or something on the way out the door and eat it on the way to work. Uh, I was, uh, and by the time I walked in, uh, in the door at the pharmacy or the clinic, uh, uh, where, I, wherever I was working, uh, I would already be stressed out. Uh, and I started the day out that way. 
but now it's totally different. Uh, when I, I ease into the day, so I use that the, that routine, those practices, uh, and yeah, it has made a tremendous difference in my life and in my health and my emotional well-being and in my ability to manage stress throughout the day. Yeah, I love that. And there's something I can relate to is especially, you know, like you say, the way you start your day is is how you're, mm-hmm. you're aiming to go on. So and an exercise, exactly, silence, meditation, whatever that kind of form of silence is, is something that, you know, has helped me a lot as well in the past too. Um, yeah. Good stuff. The, the final question, and this is slightly deep again, is... Um, I do a lot of work in terms of, like I say, suicide and depression amongst men in particular. So suicide is the biggest killer of men under the age of 50. And out of all of the suicides last year, 79% were men. Why do you think that is? And two, what can we do to improve that statistic? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think there could be numerous uh, root causes there, underlying uh, uh, causes there. Uh, you know, the, some of it is, you know, the the pressure that uh, men feel to uh, uh, perform uh, to, uh, and the expectations we talked about a moment ago too. Uh, you know, those high expectations that people have, and uh, and those expectations don't get met, uh, and you know they have. Uh, failure and they can't handle the failure. Um, but, um, uh, that, that could be, you know, uh, part of it. Uh, and there's, uh, you know, there's, uh, emotional and spiritual disconnect, uh, as well. That could be part of, uh, underlying cause, uh, there. And then there's also the nutritional aspect of things. And this is something that I've done a lot of work in and a lot of study in Paul is, is that, uh, is that nutritional part. Uh, too. I've done quite a bit of study in the in the uh, emotional, spiritual part as well. But what I see a lot of times with people uh, is that they're so nutritionally deficient that the nutrients that the body needs for what we call neurotransmitter production are not there. And people have an imbalance in neurotransmitters, those brain chemicals that keep uh, our nervous system firing and keep our nervous system working and functioning properly. Um, and, you know, sometimes a person can correct depression uh, with a simple uh, supplement called vitamin D or by simply getting out and getting more sunlight, which stimulates our body to produce vitamin D on its own. You know, we're working inside so much. So many people don't get out and get sunlight, don't get sunshine uh, uh, anymore. Especially if you live in the UK as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I can see, uh, I, I've been to the UK uh, before and I can yeah. see that being a, a major a major problem uh, there. But uh, if you can't get the sunlight or you don't have the sunlight exposure, then you've got to do something. One of the things I uh, have people to do to come to see me, uh, everybody, we check their vitamin D level uh, because vitamin D is uh, is what's called the happy vitamin. Uh, and we need it for uh, neurotransmitter production, ones in particular that help, uh, you know, with our emotions and, and keep us happy and keep us feeling good. Uh, and so many people are deficient. Uh, I rarely ever see somebody that has optimal vitamin D levels. They may be within the normal range, but they're not optimal. And, you know, I believe we all should be in the optimal range for uh, maximum benefit 
and for best help. Uh, so uh, that range, by the way, is between 50 and 80. Uh, normal clinical range, uh, what's called normal average range, is between 30 and 100. And so if somebody you know, goes to the doctor and they get a result back and it's, and it's in the 30s, they're going to say, oh, you're fine. You don't need any vitamin D. But I don't agree with that. I think you need to keep it in the optimal range of 50 for eight, between 50 and 80 for optimal health, for optimal mental health, uh, for optimal physical health. Because vitamin D does so many things for our body, but it's extremely important for our emotional health. And a lot of people don't realize that. And so, uh, you know, I, I highly recommend any of your listeners, if they haven't had their vitamin D levels checked, they need to, because it could be a matter of life and death. Yeah, I, I've come to realize that as well. A lot, a lot is, you know, a lot of people talk about the emotional side of depression, but a lot of it is biological as well, you know, in terms of, it is. as you say, you know, your, I think testosterone plays a part as well, you know, your... It does. And, and all of that nutrition is very important. I know now that if, if I eat badly for a, a, a period of time, I won't feel myself. Um, when I eat well, I do feel, <laughs> you know, better. I yeah. feel happier. I feel more fulfilled. So I think it's definitely something that people shouldn't shy away from. And this is what I, I'm struggling with, you know, getting my head around at the moment, especially if, if someone goes to the doctors for depression. Nutrition is hardly ever mentioned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it's, it, it's not. It's not, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's where I start. I say, you know, I want to know what a person's eating. I want to know uh, if their uh, vitamin D levels are where they should be. If they're a man, I want to check their testosterone levels and make sure that they're uh, in the right balance. Mm. I want to check the testosterone precursors as well to make sure they're uh, at the right level, the right balance. Uh, because a lot of times a person, uh, you know, a male is has low testosterone levels because uh, maybe some of the precursors that are necessary for the production of testosterone are low, mm. and you got to correct that. But the 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 current medical answer and what so many people rush to do instead of looking at the whole picture, uh, they get a a testosterone uh, um, medication to start applying to their body or start in uh, having injected into the into their body. Well, that's not correcting. Uh, the real underlying problem. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, we're too quick, as I said earlier, uh, to jump toward those uh, uh, quick fixes and the quick fix approach instead of looking at the whole uh, the whole problem uh, or the whole picture. Amazing. Great stuff. So once again, Phil, no. thank you for taking the time out, coming onto the show. This has been a really, really great episode. I've learned a lot from it as well. Hopefully, the listeners have. Um, where can people find out a little bit more about you? Uh, they can find me uh, at carsonnatural.com. Amazing. Yeah, carsonnatural.com. That's uh, that's my website. Uh, I've got all kinds of uh, free resources there uh, as well. Uh, uh, yeah, you could you know go to carsonnatural.com slash resources, uh, and um, you know I've got quite a few uh, documents and things there that they can get free. Yeah, I definitely recommend that, guys. Especially you know you've got a lot of content on the blog as well. You've got your own podcast too, so there's a lot of content on there. So I'll link up to that in the show notes. But once again, Phil, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, thank you, Paul. I really appreciate it. It's been an honor to be with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
So there we have it. Let me know what you think of that interview with Dr. Phil Carson. As I said, I know it was old, but let me know if you would like more of these. As I said, I did a lot of interviews early on. I don't want them to go to waste. If you feel like you want to listen to more like this, if you like this format, then please do let me know. And I'll go through again the archives and find some good ones that really relate to mental health and dealing with mental health. As again, if you did enjoy this episode, please let me know in a rating and a review. You. you can go over to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you're listening to this and leave a rating and a review on there. That will really help with the exposure of this podcast. The more people that can see it, see it, listen to it, should I say, the better. Again, if you want to follow me over on Instagram, it's pmcgregor.com. Same with facebook.com forward slash pmcgregor.com or send me a direct email at paul at pmcgregor.com. Let me know what you're up to. Let me know if you want to come on the podcast. Let me know what's helping you right now and I'll share it with the audience on this podcast. Just keep in touch. Speak soon.